enjoy the show. Play on my tangas. But now we go live to the 152nd Triforce podcast, but ultimately the two three hundred. And 23rd Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation. We are the only podcast to make bad look worse than Ezra Miller. We are the Triforce Podcast, of course. I'm your host, Matthew B. Grell, the Matman. And in my Purjanger box to my left is one Christopher Bristow, the old man, ever so tiny in the corner right above the name for some reason. And our Iron Kelly, Kelly Collins. And, of course... Our omnipotent presence that is Big Brother Stephen Bucarell. And of course, yeah, I know, man. Hero of Time, Link Diablo. Can't forget. We gather here because we want you to hop on over to pjandwh.com where we are ever so fine tuning and moving because you'll notice we're not going live on Purjangers and Wallhangers Facebook. We're going live on Facebook. Dot com backslash Triforce Pod because we are ever expanding. Lugnuts went live on Facebook.com backslash Lugnuts Podcast. So we're moving outwards and onwards, expanding ever so slightly. And old man, you've just done something today that is something we talked about for a while, but we might as well just mention it now in the beginning of the podcast. Old man, you, sir. Made the Perjangers store. I made two stores. I made one on streamlabs.com uh, backslash merch, and then the other one was affiliate through Teespring. And we have uh, all logos and um, and merch available on both websites. Yes. And a lot more merch is going to be popping up there. There was like a jacket, T-shirt, mugs, lots of different stuff. Um, we're going to be expanding that as we continue, but we're – going to be giving you more stuff and more content more different things that uh, we can think up obviously this, we got is, our- this is all this is all an effort to to kind of build the podcast and the media company to be self-sustaining so if you like us if you like what we're presenting if you have an idea yeah, reach man. out to us if you have any logo ideas you know we can cross lab and you know work out a deal so absolutely know, reach man reach out by contacting the team there's even a tab for that don't you know contact the team find us on all social media handles facebook instagram TikTok, youtube and twitter as well as do you have a luggy and nutty ride best way to get our attention is contacting us right here boopity booping that old button right there and um we start off this podcast the same way with tonight game of snow unreal martial arts Fallout in London, and so much more on the Triforce Podcast. We hop on over to our first story, which, of course, is Primal Season 2 is set for a summer 2022 release date on Adult Swim. Creator Genry Tarkovsky <coughs> hints at what's to come for the heroes of the his hit action series, which is coming back with all new episodes this summer. No definitive release date. But Tarkovsky stated that while the first season was about Spear and Fang surviving, despite the grief of in their lives, season two will apparently be about the duo on a revenge mission to rescue Mira. 
Kartkowski also states that the second season will be bigger, grander, and surprising. The second season is more experimental and is going to be very memorable, in quotes. So, did you get a chance to check out Primal, old man? I have not. So, I've been busy. It's very good. Big Brother and myself, we did watch that. Um, It was nice because you didn't need words. It was all on this early humans interactions with this dinosaur and it would not look like that but it <clears throat> it's inspired by vintage pulp, uh, pulp novels and conan the barbarian so you mean people weren't uh, animated no no they weren't drawn like you mean that. they killed all the animated people they did it was the animated oh, no. massacre of 50,000 BC it's little known but you heard it here first i think you're off by 10 10,000 years there mm-hmm. sir Ah, uh, it's okay. They just found out the uh, human cradle of uh, Australopithecus is actually a million years older than they thought. So you're finding out more things as we go on in this podcast. But uh, you mean history is a lie? It is all lie. Written by the victor, as they said in Modern Warfare 1. So Primal follows a caveman type hero named Spear, who vocalizes in grunts and roars, which is really adds to the artistic flair to it because that's what I loved about this. It was almost very Samurai Jack in that you had that pure colors, but you didn't need words. It was almost like Mandalorian where you didn't need to see his face. There's that artistic flair to that that it it speaks to that's what makes it different. And that's what I think fans – this is a critically acclaimed show too. And fans really are, you know, standing behind this and really loving that it is getting another season. So – Especially since we like to hi- highlight anime and animated things, I always wanted to highlight this because it is a really good idea. Because this this series came out of nowhere, I want to say, around pandemic, and it just surprised the hell out of me. Because it it's just the series follows two of, uh, the two Fang and Spear as they travel across an untamed wilds of this fan fantasy prehistoric world encountering cults witches and all sorts of gore-filled adventures so it has that adult tone with also having this artistic animated flair and it's just that perfect right of sugar and spice that you will love a lot like you might like this next story i don't know i mean you didn't really like how it ended so i mean i doubt you like the sequel Game of Snow, I'm sorry, Game of Thrones, Jon Snow is set to get his own series, or HBO is in early development on the Game of Thrones sequel. The series is focused on the character Jon Snow, Hollywood Reporter reports. It's a live-action series, and Kit Harington is attached to reprise the role he made famous. The series is set after the events of Game of Thrones, making it the first sequel out of the gate, no less than eight. Game of Thrones spinoffs are in the works right now. So, old man, a lot of Game of Thrones stuff. Obviously, we got House of Dragon. I think that's coming up first. And now you have, I mean, at the end of Game of Thrones, regardless of how you felt, mm-hmm. ultimately, I did want to know what happened to Jon Snow. But he went off to the north. Happily, ever- uh, I think his watch has ended. Uh, that, that happened like at season three, so what? Yes. That's why I'm saying he's out there with the wildlings. There's that almost like life below kind of like flared out. Like, all right, well, what's it after? Like, you don't have this, you know, evil race impending to kill everybody. 
you got nothing but the untamed North that nobody really knows about. Besides this race of people have just kind of been running for their lives. So expanding on that, I see as a logical um, move, um, especially until they fuck it up again. Sure. I mean, you got Kit, Kit Harrington is going to just ultimately he's all right. You want to pay me? Sure. Why not? Like, why wouldn't you? But like, they're going to be expanding all off of this. Like House of Dragon, I was just down for, especially after listening to how, uh, 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 Fire and Blood, that chronicles of like Fall of Valera. This is how Aegon the Conqueror came through, and all his lineage happened, and this is where you get to Game of Thrones. Like that is, yeah, that's a lot of history that they just kind of do as like a History Channel, like you know, uh, documentary, and there's a lot of story that you can have in there to where. This is just untamed story. Like, okay. I want to see an Arya show. She went off into a different continent that nobody has even talked about in the book series. Mm-hmm. Nor should they. Do you see it like showing the monster? I see that that the human imagination is a lot more powerful than having it written out for them because then it's one linear path. Well, here's the thing. I would like, if they were going to do, like, an Arya show, right? This is my pitch. You mix this Game of Thrones vibe with Attack on Titan, right? To where you go to this Eastern world, and they're like us. Like, modern day, boom. You guys are just like that third world country. We left you alone because you didn't have interaction with people. Like, that, I feel like, would be an interesting story to where Arya just stumbles into this like I am no one yeah you are and she gets in a taxi and drives off like what is this world I think would be really interesting like doesn't have to be modern day but just more advanced than them what do you think that I think I got gold on that one man (coughs) I think um I I would love I would love for something to be set in along the same timeline and in the same world, but you don't know it until she just randomly pops up in an episode as that same character. Okay, so it's just set in this world, and then randomly, like, end of season one, she just pops up at the the last five minutes. And that's how it's connected. You don't even know that it's a spinoff. That'd be good for a season one. You name it something innocuous that could, could be tied to it, could not. Because it could be tied to any IP, and then all of a sudden you see her at the last five minutes of, like, this whole buildup. Didn't they do that to, like, one of the Alien movies? Um, or they tried to... No, there was, like, a Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. movie. That's when I'm, I'm crossing this with an idea. There was a Ryan Reynolds movie about space to where like, there was this black goo that they caught from an asteroid and bringing it back to Earth. And it was a Sony picture, so they were trying to say that this was a prequel to Venom. I forget the name of the movie. It didn't do well. But... I know Ryan Reynolds was in it, and that's what kind of got ne- nerds speculating. But almost like yeah, the other, the other, the other movie you think it was Michael Fassbender with yes, that was that one. That was a badass movie though. Yes, it was. Um, but I like that. There's a lot of ways you can go with Game of Thrones. Big Brother. What would ultimately what would get you to click on it? A prequel or a sequel? I don't know. I think. Kit Harrington sounds like a detective in a pulp novel. He does. Yeah, what was the name of that uh, that one on? Or a card? guy in a in a holodeck. Yeah, one of the uh, holodeck. Prometheus was that was that movie. Yes, Prometheus. That was a really good movie. Um, no, but what was that? It was Picard. It was that that 
It was almost like a Dick Tracy kind of novel series on the holodeck. He yeah, he's a holodeck. He, yeah. He sounds like a made-up name. It's too, it's too perfect. My name's Kit Harrington. I've been yeah. a PI for 10 years. I thought I saw well, I mean, now it I wanna, won't, it won't look that. so weird with them talking into their wrists because it's like, <laughs> oh, Joe Jitsu calling Dick Tracy. <laughs> they had that eye watch well before anybody. <laughs> But then again, yeah, and it was animated in the '60s. That's almost that's leading to sci-fi creating the technology we have to where Star Trek did that. Dick Tracy did that. Like they they were sci-fi fans, and they were like, you know what? Let's learn about this science thing. So it inspired them, and they're like, you know what? I always wanted a Dick Tracy watch. Now lot, I have an eye watch. A lot of the stuff for a lot of the stuff that was inventive became. You know, a lot of the science fiction became fact. Yeah. With, and if it wasn't for Star Trek and Star Wars and and shows Flash like Gordon. You know, Dick Tracy, we would have never had those products. Yeah. Ever, because it was just like it was just someone thinking that it can happen. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's just that's where this nerddom and sci-fi really lend to the creative spirit. And a lot like the creative spirit of this next story. It's an older story, but I've been holding on to it because it was announced like last week. And I was so excited about this because Wonder Man is joining the MCU in a new series from Shang-Chi director. Hollywood Reporter learned that uh, Creighton will serve as executive producer developing Wonder Man series, and uh, the project will see Creighton join forces with Brooklyn Nine-Nine and community writer-producer Andrew Guest, who will serve as head writer on the Wonder Man show. In addition to duties as executive producer, Creighton could potentially direct an episode of the Wonder Man series, which is not out of the realm in the MCU, if not more. Uh, production on Wonder Man could begin in 2023, though the series is set to be in early stages of development at this time. Regardless, Creighton is still uh, hard at work on developing the Shang-Chi sequel for Marvel. So this is probably going to happen after that. And you know how Marvel's interweaving their movies and their stories. Wonder Man was a big part of Marvel in their history. He was actually, I think, one of their first his- uh, hero, uh, first characters. Started off as a villain then turned into a hero, then an integral part of multiple different teams and the MCU, um, had a infamously a relationship with Wanda Maximoff to where a lot of these MCU polls that they do are like little snippets of like, all right, we'll take this relationship here. Wanda's emotionally unstable, so we can have yeah, her, him oh as man. her next boo thing as Wonder Man, and we can introduce him now that we're getting more cosmic, a lot more different heroes and powers it's a lot more openly acceptable that there's a lot more supers in this universe. So this, I see, is a, a very smart move for them, adding in Wonder Man. I'll allow it. I mean, I don't know much about him, but... I think he likes Wonder Bread. He was initially introduced <laughs> as a villain in Avengers comic from 1964. Wonder Man was later reimagined as a hero who would eventually become the founding member of the I West I thought he was Coast a Strowman's guy. No, uh, and only Wonder Wonder do I wonder. What's in his Wonder Balls? But founding member of the... <laughs> remember Wonder Ball? It was an amazing, amazing candy. Kelly, do you remember Wonder Balls? And do you know much about Wonder Man's Wonder Balls? Might be the title of the podcast. Wonder Man's Wonder Balls? Yeah. yeah. It looks like this. Yeah. Where's the cursor? Right there. I can't find the cursor. Yeah. That guy. That's Wonder Man. Oh. 
and Shang-Chi producer is going to be making a Wonder Man TV series. Uh, he was a founding member of the West Coast Avengers, and the, by the 80s, Wonder Man's alter ego, Simon Williams, was famous for his role as actor and stuntman, but he eventually developed a sibling-like relationship with Vision through his iconic energy powers and brainwaves, um, and Vision was dismantled. Wanda Maximoff asked Wonder Man to use his powers to rebuild Vision with his original personality, but Wonder Man refused because he had developed feelings for Wanda. I just look up Wonder Balls. Yeah, it had like sugar candy in the center and it was a chocolate. I think the wrong outside. thing popped up first. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I would imagine with Google, probably. And knowing uh, this podcast, Google's like, nah, you mean this. <laughs> no Google. How do you spell cephalopod? <laughs> Starts with the C. No, no tentacles here. Thank. Um, details on the project are scarce, but I like this as a project, especially with Wonder Man. I mean, you have him in the unit in 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 the MCU. He's met. I, it just seems like they're trying to make the West Coast Avengers because they have U.S. Agent. They have. They're developing Wonder Man. Um, you know, they have all these different characters like White Vision that they're adding in here. Dark Event Avengers are coming up soon, right? There's rumors they're working on Dark Avengers, but I also think they're more in the long run running towards Secret War and an adaptation of that. Because Kevin Feige recently said that the Big Baddie and the direction of the MCU has been hinted at to where obviously the next Thanos like event is Kang. Um, we know he's the big baddie in Ant-Man, which is next year. I think beginning half of next year because they moved it up. Yeah, so, Paul Rudd will still have not aged by then. He doesn't age. He's an android. We talked about this last time. Um, cyborg, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm, I'm being technologist. You can't um, say the word droid or you have to pay George Lucas $1,000 each time. Damn it. Fuck, I owe him a lot of money. Anyway, but... There's, these aren't the androids you're looking for. The um, overall vision, if you were, of the MCU, I see as going towards more of Kang being that uh, Thanos role, but ultimately him being the reason why we get the mutants and other, like, Fantastic Four and other things in Phase 5. Which like, will introduce Galactus. Exactly, and he'll probably be Phase 5's villain because Kang, like... What they did with Thanos is Thanos introduced us to, like, Guardians and Nova Corps, and now we're going to be getting out of Warlock, like, a lot more cosmic, Ms. Marvel, and with the um, recent Ms. Marvel episode, we saw Big Blue Hand. Well, there's only one species in the MCU that has a gigantic Big Blue Hand. Oh, yeah, and that's setting way, up. spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. But that's setting up in humans and all a whole bunch of different stuff cosmically. So they have these little Easter eggs in these movies and content and TV what shows. If they that like watched it up and it was Doctor Manhattan. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Like that'd that be the be, ultimate uh, crossover. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is Doctor Manhattan DC? Is yeah. Yeah. Yep. Doctor Manhattan. Watchmen is DC. DC. The Watchmen is DC. I, I have the Doctor. omnibus of the Doomsday Clock, which I still have yet to read. Magic box. <sighs> the. Dr. Manhattan's a little OP. Doomsday's Omni Magic Bus. There we go. Don't, don't say, don't say it again because uh, Big Brother will go on his pants tirade. Oh, because he's naked the whole movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, the Doctor Manhattan pants thing. That's been in a couple well, podcasts. I think he blue headed. Per- uh, I think he's really raged out. out the whole pants thing. Yeah. You know, we watched the 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 Watchmen series, and you know, between between pants. between the yeah. pant the pants on Manhattan and Daredevil not being a good lawyer. <laughs> yeah, like. I mean, if if you're a lawyer, I mean, it, it all surrounds New about, York. Anyway. Don't you talk about Matthew Murdoch that way? Look, the Big Brothers—he will take your case for free, but he may not show up. Well, that's what he has Foggy for. No, no, no. That, that guy walked out. Hero. I'd walk out on him too. That guy's a dick. I mean, yeah, Foggy he is, is a real hero in that show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's that's. that's I'm not saying someone, you're finally someone sees it. I'm not saying your point doesn't have credence. Yeah, who's gonna stop the hand? That evil ninja corporation. What does it matter if you you got a, a legal Electra? win in civil court if the hand just blew up half New York? But I got the win. You're a superhero. There's, there's a lot of superheroes. Not at that point. Yeah. Or in that universe. Hell, it all depends Kitchen, on right? where Netflix's series come in when they yeah, reinstate it. Although there were superheroes in that universe because they te- teetered towards that in the beginning. They were like, hey, I got Avengers footage on this bootleg. So, like, I mean, people could have done something. It wasn't just on this blind lawyer against the world. So he could, I guess he could have he called in, like, a sick day. Yeah, it wasn't just this one point. blind lawyer against the world. He had competition, a lot of it. And his friend went there because they knew how to show up. There's a lot of ego involved, man. I mean, it's not just your could average you Joe that's going to be re- a superhero. The, could you imagine if they reintroduced Kilgrave into this whole Phase 5 with Kang? Oh, please. I mean, you got the rest and of Kronos. Speaking of the hand, you have the rest of them. Which would kind of segue into the Defenders coming back. But you can like really defenders. do... All of their characters knew by just saying that Netflix verse was a different universe, but these people are still here. I'm sorry. It sounded like you just said unpopular opinion. I actually really liked the show Iron Fist. All right. I like Danny Rand's character. I love how you hit sad trumpet and I hit crickets. (laughs) <laughs> I heard so many bad every time I, I watched about, the even whole you guys, thing, I think, said so you didn't like it. Look, when I first saw <laughs> Iron Fist, I did enjoy it. But then I started reading the content and I realized he didn't just have a glowing fist. He had two and he could take that glowing power and imbue it into any weapon that was in said fist from like jump street because he didn't just run off to america ah! he fucking mastered powers no. <laughs> like he, he was out. a monk he was in an ancient monk city in tibet like what are you doing and then they were just they just god made him burger king like no i got one magic fist that i punch really hard that was my problem. They just ignored everything and, like, what that was. Like, it's not taking away from him that... No, you have to start off with one glowing fist, and then you eventually get two glowing fists. It's and not then, a, it's not by the end of, like, the last five seconds of the second season, it's like, guess what? I have two glowing fists, and now I have a glowing gun that just killed you. Where did that come from? Oh, I just learned it. 
You'll never see it, though. Bye. And that was the end of it. Show's it canceled. Wasn't, it, it wasn't managed properly. They just threw something together at the end. They're like, well, you know, we're losing this shit. Ah, just do what you want. Yeah, they didn't have... Jessica Jones. The last season of Jessica Jones? Ugh. About Luke Cage. Luke Cage was good. Second season was Black Black Panther one and a half. Except the villain lived. We can keep going through all the all their shows, honestly. I mean, they were good because we didn't have something to base it off of. Okay, we, ready? we took it the as... The casting was good. It was not that normal, like, 90s superhero movie. We got it as a series because it was Netflix, and Netflix was looking at things from an alternative perspective that we didn't see things. I will stand by Punisher Season 1, Daredevil oh Season 1, Jessica Jones Season 1, Luke Cage Season 1. I will stand by all of their Season 1s. Season 2s are not as good as the Season 1s, but they still push forward. Punisher Season 2 is probably a standout. Daredevil season two. That was good Punisher. as well. That, But three kind of like, ooh. And I then Defenders was like. I never watched. That's when, like, right after three is when they did the switch, right? Where they. After, it. yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, after, so I, I never had a chance to watch it. I was like, man, eh. I mean, I have a lot of shows like that where I refuse like, to watch. Like Stranger Things, I'm just, I just finished three, but. After one, it was so good. Max then in the family like, chat, he said, I've, I've been sleeping on Stranger Things the last season. I heard so many good things about me four too. that I had to, now me and my wife just went back and watched three. Well, watch, I watched three. Three was watch amazing. It, please. But four, I've been sleeping on. It's like Umbrella Academy. I had somebody say, dude, Umbrella Academy's new season. I've been sleeping on it because I'm just like, man, I know I need to have the time to binge that whole thing. That's why I've been holding off on it because yeah. there's certain shows to where there's this certain anxiety in it that you're on board with the characters in the moment. Stranger Things did a good job in their show, man. Oh, yeah. It was good because I didn't, I'm walking into that and I'm like, ah, I don't know Stranger Things. I was saying it's horror. And then my friend Bob, he was like, no, nah, man, it's actually rude and nerddom. It's a, kind of about D&D. &D. And I was like, I don't know nothing about that. He's like, you don't need to. And I eventually. Pulled the trigger and I enjoyed it. I I waited until there was like two seasons and I binged it all and I was. I we're, loved we're gonna it. we're gonna watch four soon. We just we just got done three, so because we heard that's what we did. We I stopped at two. Was like I'm not even gonna watch third. It's kind of stupid now. And then somebody was like, "Dude, I've heard so many people be like, dude, four so good." Yeah. I'm like, all right, I guess we're gonna go have to watch three now. So we watched three in like a couple weeks. Now we're gonna go watch four. Those two shows, Stranger Things and Umbrella Academy, they've both been the ones that I've let them sleep a little bit, but then when I watch them. I'm like 100% on board, and I love them. A lot like loving the idea of this next story, because Christian Bale is open to reprising his role as Batman only if Christopher Nolan is involved. I'm in. I mean, we got Sam Raimi to come back. What stops Christopher Nolan from coming back? Christian Bale. Well, he just said, like, if he's doing it, I'm doing it. That's like Hamill saying, well... Is is Harrison going to do it? Is Kevin Conroy doing it? Exactly. That's the that's the that's the, that's how they get each other in on on a Batman. It's like, the Mark Hamill, Hamill excuse. He's can pulling just, a Mark Hamill. Can we just get Jack Nicholson to play Joker again? Oh, oh that would be great. Like 
like an old man Joker. Like Dude. that would be so good. I saw a rumor that HBO Max like is old... thinking about putting the Flash out on HBO Max instead of a theatrical release, just to avoid Ezra Miller's ever crumbling re- reputation. <laughs> and I'm 100 percent down. With I, 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 you know, what he's doing is just messed up. I feel bad for him because he's really messed up in the head right now. Like he's going through some major dude. He's in a bad place. Issues. He's in a bad place. But he that is. stardom is not good for you. You are not meant to have that many people know who you are. That's why this podcast works. Because nobody knows <laughs> we exist. <laughs> but it's. I mean, when you look at it, it's there's that premise because there's this movie. We have Michael Keaton back. We have Ben Affleck back, and we have a crazy batshit flash. To where I was listening to Fat Man on Batman, and they said, why don't you do the Zack Snyder? 75 more million, reshoot your main character. I say, the dude who plays Klaus from Umbrella Academy, make him your Flash. That's perfect fucking casting right there. Because he's got the dark hair, Eastern European. Switch it over, too. It wouldn't take much, because what do you do? You have, obviously, a bunch of footage of... Because how they shoot it, it would be the camera shooting me and then switching from your perspective, the camera shooting you. So you obviously have a lot of footage of the other person. You just reshoot the flash and then you have that CGI. You can easily manipulate that into looking into somebody like somebody else. We got a green screen. Send them over. We'll do it here. You know what I mean? Just he kind of looks like he kind of could look like him. Cross promotion. That's what I'm I saying. Just, I just looked him up. That was the first time I saw him. That's what I'm saying. I saw that on the, the internet say that, and I was like, One 100%. Punch. One punch, buddy. One punch. Yeah. 100% behind that, because that is an, a viable option that we now have, because Zack Snyder was extremely successful with his All version right, of, and director's cut of the the Justice League. So it, I see that as a way to save this movie, so that we can still get Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck back without the batshit crazy flash. Old man, what's your take? Um, I hate to see someone suffering with 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 mental illness like in the public eye because you get vilified very quickly in this industry. Oh so, yeah, oh yeah. So let's just let's just preface that the shit that he's doing is still reprehensible, horrendous. Let let's just also put that out there. Thirdly. Where's where's his parents? That you know what? Don't even take them. Where, where's an intervention? Like where's I understand. His, where's his friends? Are the closest adult? What about your manager, bro? Oh, he obviously. What about the people? You. What about the true friends that say, bro? Oh, he killed them. Way too far. Like, <laughs> not the enablers, because the enablers is where he got where he got. Let's just throw that out there. Man, but just imagine imagine the memoir he's going to write in the future if he lives. That's going to be a real fucking Hendrick's page memoir turner. would have been amazing. <laughs> like Janis Joplin's, that'd be amazing too, man. No, he'll 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 be he'll be and you know under someone's watch thinking that he's running around the padded room as the Flash. Because that's that's where he's going if he doesn't correct his behavior. That's not. Far and that's off. what I was saying is like, and you, I said that you earlier. Do think Chris is like a guilt, like, yeah, what he's doing is wrong. As as, as a you know as, as a, a human, human I, I feel bad for him. 
because he's got a lot of mental issues that is is going through him and mental mental illness is a and, big and thing right now. Yeah, we don't we don't that. know what the history of his background is. We don't know what Something the history like of like what happened in his childhood or if there was anything damaging there. That's we don't know if there was any if yeah, we don't know if there was any abuse both like financially or emotionally or mentally. We don't know those things. So So like most things you're saying, we don't know anything. But our heart's in the right place. We just want him to get better, but he cannot be in the public eye. Some people just can't handle it. I just I mean, don't he, see he, how he our anatomy he, has anything be, to do with it. He'll never be on t- TV again. Well, well I mean, he's not going to be said with the same WB. thing about Downey when when he kept on going into jail. But yeah, but he went to jail for things. Not, well, here's the thing: not threatening to kill people and going in their house and right. saying he's going to light them on fire. You don't know. I, like, I got when the he solution. was drunk and on a bender, he did do that. Someone so, send Robert Downey over to talk to him, and that's yeah, that. But Robert Downey yeah. Jr. also had exactly. a lot more success before that happened. Well, here's the thing. He was much yes. bigger than Ezra was. Before. Ezra yes, is I, I an up-and-coming star, yes, but here's the thing. You can't compare him with Robert Downey because Robert Downey, one, his father was a legendary indie film director. Right. So, I mean, there's other Two, things that are factors. he in. was a child star. And if his bad days, like that is, compared to child stars, that was mild. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of drugs and whatever, but... He survived it and became a superhero on the back end. To where and he, he turned into Dr. Doodle. Yeah, he literally turned into Dr. Doodle. Literally. He has a farm full of animals, so he turned his life around. So there is a good <laughs> side to Because he had, he had the appropriate people at the right time to support him. Yeah. And one of the few people that did was Mel Gibson when he was going through his shit, too. So, like, mm. yeah. going to bury now, you in a rose garden. He the favor with that one, too. I remember all those memes. It was like a Street Fighter esque pitcher, and it was like a little rose garden. Gibson's mugshot's just sad. Oh yeah, you know whose mugshot was really sad? Rip Torn when he went into that bank with that gun. Yeah, yeah, dude, that looked like your crazy grandfather on moonshine. Like, what do you mean there was a pink giraffe? Uh huh. Rip, rip. Rest in peace, rip, rip, rip. I tell you what it wasn't. It wasn't an A-plus idea. But one thing that is, is our next story, because A-pluscaterers.com is where you're going to find all the most delicious delicatessens that you could ever want for your next catering or event need. Do you want to be the hit of your next party? This is how you do it, because A-plus caterers, they're the how you get there. Oh, we got a video? Show us that. Scroll down. Show us that video footage. No, that's it. That's it? No, that's it. What the crap? Show us that beautiful bean footage. I gotta, that's it. I'm in the way. I'm in the way. All right, they got to work on that footage. No, anyway. It's just at the bottom of the screen. At the bottom of the screen. That is, that's very inconvenient. Anyway, <laughs> there's obvious bugs to be worked out, but they watch us, so they'll see that. Um, They got a lot of delicious food, man. I've what tried course. it out. This is some of the best food. Not normal catering food. They take it, and they put their flair on it, and everybody will love it. They cater to anybody's you know, specific needs, um, and they're going to be the best idea that you have ever heard of in 2022. Even so. if you're into justice. Exactly. Make sure you let them know <laughs> that Perjanger sent you with keyword <laughs> justice. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> 
something in my throat there. But something that's not in my throat is this next story, no giggity. Elden Ring Studio from Software has a new game in final stages of development. Statement came in is response. That a game? No, that's Armored Core. Um, the statement came in response to a question about a 2018 interview, uh, which in in which uh, Mizuki said that two of the 3.5 games the studio was working on were still unannounced. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice being the third, while a PSVR exclusive, uh, just going to say it, Durancine, accounted for uh, one, the .5 game. One of the unannounced games was Elden Ring, while the other remains to be unannounced. But it seems that this game is developed, uh, development is currently in the final stages. So it's Can not going like- to be like... Um, it's not going to be like the uh, Elden Ring to where it's like heaven and hell. It's going to be something different. That's where fans are really speculating towards this being Armored Core. Um, apart from that project, whatever it is, uh, Mizuki is also apparently already beginning work on his next game and is thinking even further down the, ro- uh, down the road over medium to long term. He said that like to... Uh, uh, like to work on more abstract fantasy than anything we've done in the past. So he wants to go more abstract and fantasy than that what they've done before. Where did? What does that even look like? Timothy Leary, shrooms. In a game Mine was more subtle. Do we go VR with that? Like, is that mentally safe? Do we need like the FDA's approval for a? Like, LSD game? No, you don't tell them it's an LSD game. You just produce the game and say, hey, Well, no, that's marketing. That's up to marketing. You got to put a positive They're not going to... Marketing's not going to say, hey, we got this acid game. (laughs) How did you program it on acid? That's what I want to know. That is going to be the shittiest game. There's going to be so many bugs. Programming on acid. more bugs than be part of the title. Mushrooms. Like, what kind of Mario mushrooms yeah, were you, you on when Mario? you thought of this? Because there is that also, along the same kind of line, Hide- Hideo Kojima, he came out and said, oh, well, you know, I was thinking of a I game. I want a game with more talking. Well, no, he thought of a game along the lines. It was essentially the boys. And he was like, well, now I can't do that. No, but they talk way less. <laughs> yeah, that's the next story anyway. But no, it's not. Um, the first of the next story is actually... The first triple A title being made in Unreal 5 Engine. It's an open world martial arts game called Code to Jin Yong. Tencent owned Lightspeed Studio. Uh, their first triple A world op- open world game, Code to Jin Yong, will be based on uh, what the title implies Jin Yong Wuex. Uh, characters, which it's a, it's Japanese or Chinese novels, um, and they are very famous with multiple titles getting adapted into TV shows, comics, and other mediums over the years. So it's very popular. But um, pop the uh, cursor out of the box there because this is really, I mean, Unreal Five we knew was impressive, but like it's unclear whether this is actually. In game footage, or this is just cutscene footage. Either way, I don't care. B- 
because it looks the, dope. the first part looks like cutscene, and then the rest is this um, looks like in game right here when they start to get into this because it looks very almost like Naruto uh, mixed with like kind of like <sighs> yeah that part's in that, that part's game that kind of Chinese like mythos with blades and like anime how they have like those special attacks where they're attacking with wind yeah yeah it's just in, enhanced Dynasty Warriors. There you go. That's what I was thinking of. Dynasty Warriors. Um, like that and Kessen. Yes. Kessen too. But it's almost like with this, it's almost like they're kind of go, going for like a Tekken kind of flair to where it's like a Naruto kind of fighter. Yeah. Um, I can see a little bit of that, but not. I'm thinking like um, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. If but, they go with that or like fighting. Sekiro. Yeah. Like, even if it's just kind of like, oh, the, to where if they have it like Naruto. There's a hand. No. Mystic, magical ice hand. <laughs> but if they keep it like Naruto, um, like those old Naruto games, not like Shinobi Strike, to where they had that fight battle, and then you had that RPG element to where you're like action-adventure, you run around the map, and you go places and find shit and talk to people. That... With that kind of like, almost like what, what we were talking about, that like uh, Elden Ring kind of from software kind of feel to this style game, I feel like would be an awesome mix to where you have those big boss battles, but you also have those little battles that you get from Elden Ring and that grinding that you can get from that. To where I think like that mixed with this kind of martial arts style game would be really dope having. But this is one I saw, especially with anything Unreal 5 engine. I mean, when you're in development and stuff like that, it should be highlighted. Lightspeed Studios. It looks amazing. So, had to, the next story. Had to highlight that. A lot like this next story, I had to highlight this. We talked about it previously, and the mod community for this game is absolutely just barn on the best. Um, what is this? That's not the next one. No, this is. That's how you have it. Was Hideo Kojima? Go down uh, the next one, not that one. Uh, that I already mentioned. That. Yeah, this is the one I have. I forgot to delete that one. Um, but we got a trailer because <coughs> I forgot. I was just going to mention that boys thing. Um, didn't delete that story, obviously. Uh, Fallout. <laughs> Fallout London mod trailer reveals a 2023 release date. Fallout London. Uh, it's these these guys have put so much time and effort into a mod for Fallout 4 to where they want to have another country's version of this timeline. And London is just the perfect place to have this. Um, it narrowed its release window down to 2023. And with that announcement, coming a new trailer, which showed off more of the mod and its British post-apocalypse. A Fallout 4 mod, Fallout London, is an ambitious fan project that is in development. Team says allows for non-U.S. cultures to be explored and to see what impact the resource wars had on Britain and its class-structured society. It's where it's a different look at that world from a different culture, how they developed in this alternative universe. And it honestly, it's just like, why didn't Bethesda do this? 
it's it's a slam dunk to where now you have fans making a mod to the point to where they have two former Doctor Who's, Sylvester McCoy and Colin Baker, adding voice acting into this. Two former doctors in London, in Fallout, and nobody at Bethesda thought of this. It took fans to make it. I guess you could say London's calling. It is calling, and I've been saying this for years. calling. Just like Grand Theft Auto. Why aren't you going overseas? Grand Theft Auto has notoriously had London in their collective. Fallout, I mean, you have a whole overseas war in your history. Why aren't you capitalizing on this, even on an RTS base, to expand the story? It just seems like they're just leaving so much on I the mean, table. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm just going to spade a spade. But like Bethesda rolled out um, supplying Russia with any of their products, so why not? Perfect time to make a game about Russia and yeah. vilify them. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I mean, this is a fan project, so you could have that kind of influence. But they've been working on this for like a long time, and especially with how good it looks. They took so much time. You're looking at all the different terrain, all the different, and they're so supposedly being more uh, focusing on melee weapons and less over firearms, which makes sense because there's not a very big firearm presence over in the UK. Obviously, you know they don't have a right to bear arms. Um, so there's differences that will be subtle. But also with gameplay, there's one part in the gameplay to where they just got bullets firing like a Hail Mary. All right. So you'll still have guns. But like Fallout, you have to have proper ammo management. It's an apocalypse. Nobody's just sitting there fucking making bullets. You know what I mean? Unless you got it. Hey, go to my forge. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, Fallout London is set 50 years before the events of Fallout 4 and is aiming for to create a grittier experience that it emphasizes the use of melee over firearms. The trailer shows the surviving British landmarks such as Big Ben and the Tower of London and more. So we got that going for us. Fallout London. Get it on your Fallout 4 as a mod in 2023. At some point, it's coming. Giggity. So, something else that's coming is our last story. Sega announced their open-world Sonic game, Sonic Frontiers, a long time ago. But apparently, it has traditional levels as well. There's actually a trailer below. There's, like, an ad. Just hit it, and yeah, I'll keep talking. Uh, there we go. Oh, there isn't an ad. There we go. Yeah, this is it. Uh, Sonic Frontiers is an open-world Sonic game, or as... Uh, the creator calls it an open zone game. But within those open zones are portals that transport Sonic to cyberspace, an alternative dimension where he gets to sprint, grind, and jump through traditional 2D and 3D Sonic levels. So we see in the trailer there's this kind of open zone mechanic to where, yeah, you're going to have be able to run and go wherever you want, and it's just this kind of... Map. We made this map. You run here. Goals. Do Sonic stuff. Um, overall, it looks great. Looks fun. There's a little bit more of, like, the cyber. This is the cyber uh, space here to where it kind of gives me that GTA vibe to where eventually they'll have, like, a, a Sonic level creator here in the cyberspace to where you can mix the two and 3D levels and make your own, which would be cool. 
Um, it it's still I'm I'm still as interested in this game. I mean, open zone two 3D world. I don't care. It looks good. What do you think, old man? Um, I enjoyed the last um the the rem- the redone of like Sonic Mania. I enjoyed playing those games because you know I've been playing Sonic since it first came out. Oh, um, yeah. I'm still cautiously optimistic because whenever you take a property and make a, you know, open world when it ha- that has notoriously been platformer, the uh, it hasn't been well received. But I hope they just learn the first time around from the Sonic Adventure games on the Dreamcast. Yeah, because I did enjoy those, but it was just it I was had, very. I had nothing else to do when I played those. I'll put it that way. Right. Except for those little like pets that you had to do on the on the controllers. Yeah, like that. That was like if they learned from those uh, uh, games that that game. Yes, but yeah, I'm going to give you this pill. I see it as like a play on words. Open zone. Oh, it's not open world. It's open zones. That just means it's a it's a classic Sonic game. You just made the levels bigger. really big. Yeah, you just made them really big. Okay. It's still Sonic. That's cool. You have that Sonic level, and you may spend more time on that level because it's not 2D, and you have so more will, will area. They give will they give him the ability for supersonic travel, which is the version of fast travel? Because you can't say he's fast traveling across the map if you want to just open your map and go to the other point. I guess that depends on how big they make the map because with Sonic, the whole goal is running. So you want the map big, but also that's – the supersonic would almost make it like an easy, quick travel, like you're saying, but yeah. it kind of defeats the purpose of a Sonic game. You know what I mean? Your whole goal is to run, and your the quick travel is saying, I don't want to run there. Yeah, but what about the people who just want to play the story and not have to worry about doing anything? They can just go to the story quick mode, Tough. son. Tough. Story mode. You got that story mode or yeah, suck lemons. I don't know. That that's it. Like <laughs> this is the game we made. You don't like it, don't play it. That's it. There you go. You got that Italian right, I probably won't play it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need you anyway. You know how long we've been making games? We don't need Yeah, I don't you. care. We got other people. You also used to make a console. We don't need to hear from you. <laughs> that didn't work out. But I really hope that this will work out because Sonic needs to be uh, continue to be a mainstay in geek culture. It can't just, you know, pop out there like Qbert. Qbert was awesome in the eighties. We don't need Hubert's to. Still awesome. We don't need to reference Sonic like that. That's why this next game needs to hit. I guess that's we'll my see. overall point. But this story might actually make a good example for. Our end segment, which I pulled from my original idea last week before last week's podcast went to Sunder. What character would make a good roommate and why? I mean, Sonic, I imagine he would be a good roommate just because, like, you know, you have. He's quick. So if you need something clean, you need something fixed quickly, you know. Just boom, Sonic. Could you do this real quick? Done. I see him as a good roommate. All right. What about so uh, a a roommate for anything? Any character? Who's your roommate? Uh, on a comedic level, Ace Ventura. <laughs> Dude, 
I see why, but I just see that as so much effort, and I would get it would get so old. I got one. Okay, Spider Man. He'd be cool. He's never home. He's really tech handy too. When Make he's here, Make sure you get superhero insurance. Your house gonna get blown up. The Green Goblin's gonna <laughs> visit. He's gonna visit. Yeah, yeah. Get get some really good insurance. But who covers like superhero insurance? Like you know how you know how expensive that would be. Where okay, do you so live? we may have to replace not only your whole house. But the pipes, lines, and utilities, all the utilities that go to it in a five-mile radius. I'll tell you this. Because your son's Spider-Man. I'll tell you this. They sell terrorism insurance. I got nothing to say after that. I knew that was coming. Old man, you got that? You got anything on that? Would you like some terrorism insurance? I also sell elephant repellent. Elephant repellent and cloud insurance? Yeah, cloud insurance, too. Ain't Save seen them clouds are. attack. You're insured. They stay up there because they know we got insurance. Love Family Guy. Uh, shop dot, what the hell do we call it? Say <laughs> <laughs> some cloud insurance. Coming to the PJ store soon. <coughs> yeah, uh, weekly basis. <laughs> you know what? If When we go subscription, that's what we make our subscription-based service called cloud insurance. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That would be so great. (laughs) Would you like cloud insurance? Subscribe to PJWH. (laughs) That's great. Uh, We made it. (laughs) We made it by the end. Um, Ultimately, I was thinking of it like MCU or like superhero wise. Is there any superhero you would want? Like you mentioned Spider-Man, big brother. Me, I mean, Can't help but think like Professor Xavier would be helpful. Yes, but he would also be penetrating your thoughts with his mind. So, Giggity. no. Um, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. I mean, Batman what about would a, just be cool to be on the fly and the wall kind a, of thing. A twenty or thirties year old like Avatar, like Ang or Korra, to where. They're not in that tumultuous. They're like a level-headed adult, so they have well amount of like understanding of their powers. Like, yeah, man, you know, I'm just living here to help you out. You know, you're a good friend. I know you need. Oh, you need that fixed? Want metal bend new pipes? Cora. So we'll stick with Cora because she, you know, she has all that knowledge of all those other avatar uh, avatars behind her. So no, she got severed. <coughs> yeah, but before the severing, it's like. Uh, the doctor's uh, the no way home to where you you, that power you pull her out of a specific point in time. You were like, "Hey, before you fucked up everything, you're my roommate." I would I would have chose Ang if that was the question. Look, I mean, yeah, but Ang, a mm, little bit too jokey, man. A little bit too like prankster's like not 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 when he not when he's in his adult years because they do the flashbacks. All right, that's fair. That's fair. But he did just like. I'm taking away your bending. He got very, like, Nazi there. Like, guess what? No bending! Calm down, Ang. Maybe he just had a rough life. Can we talk to him first? Nope! He's forever not going to bend! I don't think, I mean, you know, I mean, there is a little bit of that kind of dictator thing. You know? Well, not, no, I mean, stand forever. elemental. I'm <laughs> taking away your tendons. <laughs> 
This God, Aang was here. such a bigger dick than we originally thought. <laughs> He's got magic legs. Guess what? No tendons, man. How are you going to bend now? Literally no bending. <laughs> God, we made him. That's what happens after 40. We made him such a villain. <laughs> just everybody ter- just in terror, like, don't, don't, don't piss off the Avatar. You won't be able to sit down ever again. What? He takes away your tendons. Bathroom is is a piss. (laughs) That would be the rumor. Like, oh my God, that avatar is a horrible person. He's a dictator. And that's how the people take him down. They just swarm him like a zombie horde. And that's how the next avatar gets created. Um, In a long roundabout way, but obviously not a good roommate. Overall, I guess we just need Tim the Toolman Taylor and everybody be happy. Absolutely. So this is none other than our long, drawn-out ending to the podcast. Did we miss a character in the end credits that you mm-hmm. think we should have mentioned? Did well, that guy from the thing? He did the other thing. Yeah, he's the best guy. He does the thing like nobody else does. Yeah. Maybe you want to hop over to that Contact Us page and let us know. You have a luggy and nutty ride? You what was Alan Rickman's character in Galaxy Quest? Because that would have just been funny. Oh yeah! Oh man, he he was... played Falcon Roy. <laughs> no, he played like the Mox the Mox Spock. It was oh, fuck. Alan Rickman was an amazing actor, and I forget yes. that because we watched Galaxy Quest not that long ago, and it was still such a good movie. Damn! But if you know, maybe you want to contact us. We end off this podcast the same damn way is with the thank yous. We want to thank you to Mark Gervais, A-plus Catering, Catherine Franks, Moisel Robinson, Matthew Kennedy, all of our extended Walljanger family, and you, loyal Walljanger, for tuning in here every week. You will find us producing more Perjanger content on Facebook.com backslash Triforce Pod. You'll tune in every single Sunday to Facebook.com backslash Lugnuts Podcast to find that other show that we do with our omnipotent presence. You might actually see him. Doesn't kind of matter. It's a little bit here and there because, you know, he kind of mixes with the white behind me. The voice matches the face. (laughs) (laughs) Although it depends on the screen, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. This is none other than a long drawn out goodbye. I'm your host, Matthew B. Girl, the Madman. To my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man. We had one hour Iron Kelly involved. We have big brother, Stephen Bucarell, our omnipotent presence that is, as well as our hero of time, mascot, Link Diablo, wishing you to stop back next week because we love you. We miss you. We want to see you then. Until then, game on, Wolfjangers! Bye-bye! Oh, now we gotta end it. Shut oh, my it off. All right, bye. Oh, bye. Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. So, first one in the live folder should yeah. be... Shrigan! Trigon Stampede. Have you or your daughter watched Trigon? I have not. What about your daughter? She's, she's more right uh, here. She's more uh she's more cultured in anime than you are. 
that no. that she is. But well, you yeah. should definitely check it out because Vash the Stampede, the original run with Trigun, um, I did it at the old network um, during Anime Club. It was I, I said, oh yeah, I'm, I'm like a lot of anime. I was like, oh, I will definitely watch that. Eventually, I went through a lot of that old back catalog that I did say I would watch, and I, this is one that I was really glad I did because it's funny and quirky. And it's along that kind of 90s-style anime, anime that it's it's got that moral compass, but also it's a good, just Western. Almost like in that same vein of, like, Cowboy Bebop, I would hold tri, uh, Trigun to. And that's why I'm really excited. They're, they're going to be doing a reboot for this series, Trigun, uh, for this series, Trigun Stampede, which uh, is from tr- the series Trigun writer uh, Yashiro Natawa. And uh, it's uh, I, it's one of my favorite anime, man. So I had to add that in there as soon as we saw it. We would have done this if we went live last week. But unfortunately, turn you we right didn't. Off. Oh, <laughs> with your rig. He's always had the, the Reagan when the Velociraptor is a classic staple old we man. We see it. It's we when it. he does the, the other cutesy it. shit and he starts, he starts zooming in and out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That that's yeah. the stuff that that gets under my my fingernails, but uh, the va- I actually like the Reagan on a Velociraptor. I'm not gonna lie, especially since he's holding that Uzi in his hand. I mean, how could you argue with Reagan with an Uzi? Yeah. Well, not for long is the answer. I do not recall. I <laughs> smell <laughs> <hippies>. <laughs> Mr. President, <laughs> if you happen to be selling arms to an arch nemesis, jot it down next time. <laughs> Something else that's being jot down is this next story in the live folder. Yeah. Yeah. Because Avatar, the series creators, are pretty much making their own universe here with the uh, series. There's three movies that are going to be in development. No details on said movies, but, old man, I wanted to get your opinion. I saw a little meme of, like, a rumor that the first movie is going to be on uh, the woman Earth airbender that was before Aang. Um, Yoshi? Yeah, Yoshi. And then one with Zuko and one with Korra as movie-wise. Honestly, I can see where that's the logical move to go with, like, a move animated movie-wise that way Mm -hmm. on expanding those characters, but... I kind of wanted something new, like an area we didn't see before, you know, like a new avatar, an old avatar that we haven't seen before, you know? Like, give me a waterbender avatar. Well, no, Falcon we got that. Uh, uh, like a, uh, you know, an earth or a, fire, or a firebender avatar that, you know, Kiyoshi, yeah. Earthbender, she separated a, a continent to, like, a island. Like, that's very impressive. And, yes, I will watch that as a movie because I – but I kind of feel like that should be a series. In this – It should. In this realm to where we have these IPs to where you can do the HBO Max and just have a series to develop this idea and people will go and watch it because – we will watch all this stuff from the fandom. I think that's what people are eventually finally realizing is like you could put out whatever good idea you want. I will watch it. It doesn't matter if it's Ben Affleck, Christian Bale, or, you know, uh, Michael Keaton. I'll watch all of them. 
it's the same effect for other nerddoms, especially like with Avatar, which has a very, very strong nerddom behind this because people always considered it like the American anime because it's not anime, but it's, it's ab- animation, but it's close enough to where it kind of pulls from both, and it's a nice bleed through. To where I got a lot of hope for this. What would you like to see movie wise? Um, give me a give me a Firebender Avatar. I mean, I know we had. I, I know Ozan, we had uh, or, uh, uh, the yeah, Ang, the one who is before Ang. I forget his name right now. Lord uh, Larry, Lord Larry, yeah, Roku. Lord Larry, <laughs> Roku. Yes, uh, like the streaming stick. Um, but yeah, we. I mean, even a movie on him. Not necessarily. I don't need Zuko, but give me like a, a movie on that Avatar and his merry band of misfits and how they he like a you know a good journey with them. I think would be a nice uh, movie. Hmm. You know, or just, you know, a future avatar that has all those sub abilities, you know, instantly like lightning and metal bending and all that. That'd be fuck. That'd be really dope. That'd be a fulfilling, fulfilling adventure if you just took it into the future like that. And it's like, yeah, well, the avatar actually after the spirit thing, eh, they kind of course corrected. I really want him to course correct because I don't like how Korra ended. Well, she was a waterbender, so she had the bloodbending. Okay, because I feel like they should do a movie where it's a, um, an avatar that is able to, like, master bloodbending. Ooh. Or at least a companion who's just like, you know what? Bloodbending has a bad stigma against it, but I got to tell you, I use oh, it for I good. Say so much. <laughs> use it for good. Yeah, giggity. Um, and thus I remain <laughs> the blood bending for good charity. Um, I would be helping out a lot of senior citizens. My joke is way funnier. <laughs> but um, next in the book, we got this one. I found it cool because uh, Kyle Mechelen, he was on um, sure. Twin Peaks. You know that guy behind my face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been in everything. He's on Fallout as a regular. So Amazon Prime's Fallout series is gaining him, which that is talent that I figured deserved highlighting in the end credits because all the stuff that that guy's in is amazing. I agree. That's why I think that Fallout, probably going to be that series like The Boys to where you're going to be like, dude, I can't wait for that next season of Fallout. It is so much better than 76. Although that's a low bar. <laughs> that's a low bar. It's like saying, oh, well, you know, we do have, uh, you know, we got a Fallout, a Fallout 5 coming after uh, Elder Scrolls 6. Well, that would mean you would have to release Elder Scrolls 6. And I I don't know that you're actually going to do that. They just, look, they just started it three years ago. <laughs> I kind of feel like you should have been prepping before that. Yeah, yeah, they were working on it. <laughs> they had a randomly generated area, and they're going to start with that. And we're going to do something, and good luck for the next 35 years. You make the story. Yeah, for 35 years. Good luck. Good you luck. do it. The Empire, their whatever, and stuff's whatever. Hey, there you go. Hey, there's also no NPCs. Hey. 
<laughs> so like, oh, you didn't add a game. Okay, wake <laughs> me when you have a uh, game. We could add one hour Iron Kelly to the chat as we end off this live segment with you have to think about your deck, you know? You just sit there and say, how is your deck? Well, if you have a stream deck, you may not want to do that SSD upgrade because Why? it's going to shorten the life of your deck. No one nobody. wants a short deck. No, nobody wants There's a, a short deck. for that. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody wants a short deck. So you don't want to s- shorten the life <laughs> of your stream deck. Because the stream deck, it's a nice Did deck. You just know she was, know she was there? <laughs> you want a nice shiny deck. It's a nice black shiny deck. Yeah. And you don't want to shorten the life of that because everybody yeah. wants the long life in their deck. I guess is my overall point of this story. <laughs> so just leave the regular hard drive in there. Don't put an SSD in your deck. That's going <laughs> to shorten the life of your deck. It's almost like a, a, like a disease. Really. No one wants a short limp deck. No, no. It's the overall message of this end credit, really. As Kelly sips coffee Ugh, ever so boy. perfectly. Good. Hello, sir. I'm wait, so wait, glad wait, you joined wait, the let end me, Let me make it even more perfect. There you go. This, this sponsorship inadvertently brought to you by Steam. Go out and buy your Steam Deck today because you should have a nice deck. That's really all I wanted to accomplish from that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I could be smart. Um, so that was the live. Um, have, has everybody caught up on Obi-Wan? Yes, I have. Oh, Kelly, you bastard. Kelly, what are you doing? He has to kill I'm trying to book watch the 70,000 hours of SG-1 first. All right. Why? That's, that's you need to watch huge the six commi- episodes of Obi-Wan. First off, it's a no. huge commitment. Take, Second off, take a pause Obi-Wan is like... six episodes, bud. Six. That's Prioritize. That Less is more. Watch yeah. it every... No, no, no. I got to watch every Star Trek and uh, Next Generation episode before I get to that. Uh, that is a huge... Stargate. Oh, no. I was just making fun of you with a different... You look a lot like MacGyver. Yeah, we're making fun of you. I know. I know the hat on and my hair is getting really long right now. <laughs> More MacGruber than MacGyver, but still funny. That's um, all right. I'll rip, I'll rip, I'll rip throats out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but overall, like I was telling Kelly or before, um, I really non-spoilery. Oh, that show, one by the really? end, makes the Jedi. It shows you. The Billy Badassness of the Jedi by that final scene. You know what I'm talking about, old man. And then by the end of the show, you get everything you want in a nice package. Now, a lot of people are arguing about how it seems broken, a lot like Obi-Wan as a character in the series, but it's the journey that we never thought we'd get because this was supposed to be one movie that we got into Essentially, more. six hours of content. So, overall, I love the experience. Every Star Wars fan that I meet in my day-to-day, I suggest if they have not watched it, to watch it. Because it's that good. Um, just like Book of Boba and Mando. 
all these shows under the Favreau Filoni tent are just golden. That's why I'm excited for Andor now. I'm ex- I didn't even know I wanted an Andor series. Now I'm over the moon excited for it. How do you feel, old man? I am. I'm that that scene at the end. My God. My God. Spoiler free, Kelly. It's it's spoiler. Oh, he free. has it. He has his. He has his headphones off. But when fucking Vader and goddamn wait, oh, no, wait. yeah. Okay, wait. now no, no, no. Yeah, no. Look, we can but when wait. Vader, yeah, but when Vader and Obi Wan fight at the it. end is what the what we're overall saying. So, overall, yeah. man, that end scene when he's tossing all the rocks, it just brought me back to the old Republic, and Force Unleashed. You know what I mean? With the powers to where. When you're a Jedi counselor, that's your first power in the old in the old Republic. I saw a meme that says uh, it had Vader. Hold on, we and he was talking to a therapist, singing. and his therapist oh, said, d- "We gotta get him singing." He's like, you know, Hello. what did you do? Hello, I gave him the high. Like I had Hello, the high Charlie. ground, and what did you do? I gave him the high ground, <laughs> and what? And then what? Did, when did he end up happening? He had the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But Charlie has entered the chat as well. Um, so I had to take my headphones off so you guys could talk about Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah, we had a nice I didn't little say chat. anything that wasn't like damning. Oh no, no, nothing damning. It's just overall, it's in, really good. And I think you'll agree with this, Kelly. Is overall in Star Wars when you look at the content that we've gotten. You haven't really seen Jedi be badass like we got in the Force Unleashed games. Or even like I experienced in the Old Republic MMO. There's a certain level of magnitude that the Jedi have just been like almost like clever tricksters with the Force. And that's almost like nobody believes in the Force in the Skywalker saga. It's just like ah, a bunch of ancient religious wizards. They kind of pass it off. But then you see a scene to where you're like, oh, to where it brings it back to, like, that first moment when you saw the Force Unleashed games and you're like, dude, he just ripped the door off the hinges in this gameplay. It gives you that kind of excitement, and it's that kind of excitement that we're getting from all the shows. So out of what you have seen from Book of Boba Fett, and where are you as a side question, out of all you've seen from Book of Boba Fett, and I'm assuming you're called up Amando, how are you liking where Star Wars is going, as opposed to what we've seen in the series. So, Mandalorian was amazing. Like, really amazing. Book of Boba Fett, I'm only a couple so episodes in. Uh, but I've heard a few good things, but I've heard a lot of, like, it wasn't as good as people thought it was going to be. Um, I think people had high expectations for Boba Fett. That's what I think. I think they had a lot of high expectations for Boba Fett, and they wanted him to be that bounty hunter but as a character he wasn't that guy you're starting off with a guy who was an ass and he's in a sarlacc pit digging his way out and then he gets captured by locals who are not very friendly so you have to like they're like oh well he's not bounty hunter boba fett well, put your heart onto the side and actually look how they're to developing credit, the character. They were quoted saying, eh, 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 eh. "That was on record. That was on statement." I'm not doing a sand people impersonation. That's just you two. God damn racial bigots. Anyway, um, um, Utadi. 
<laughs> I'll my pinky. Elise can't hear you guys because you come to the headphones. She just looked at me like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Sand people. Clearly. They don't tra- they don't travel in single file lines. No, they only It's the Tuscan Rainins podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. They only <laughs> They only travel in single file lines to hide, hide the numbers. numbers. All right. So we want them to like the subscribe like and subscribe. Hit right above my head is the very best Perjangers wall hangers video for you and right above the Perjanger box is every single Triforce podcast in a playlist all 152 of them, man. A lot of content, but of course, this podcast does not end until our main man Connor says, Bye bye.